you've got those 80 doors now with true fixed rate debt. You've destroyed your income tax liability. I think it's everybody should do it. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Well, we are still continuing the conversation with our guest, Steve Olson. This will be the final show in this segment with him. Uh, but he is going to dive in on, man, why, no matter if you are passive or active, no matter what kind of real estate investor you are, you need to own fourplex apartment units in 10 of them. That's like he is so adamant about this. I, I, I love his passion behind this as well. Uh, but he just believes everyone has to do it. And not even, not just you, but potentially your spouse as well. And he's going to tell you exactly why this is so beneficial. Uh, he loves being an LP and passive in so many uh, projects as well. But why you need to consider this option and how it could save you a ton of money, along with a number of other questions, you know, I'm going to ask him at the end. And he had some answers that I enjoyed. I know uh, you're going to learn a lot from. Steve, welcome back to the show. Honored to have you for a third segment and us diving in on you know something else that I feel like uh, is is so interesting uh, because you know you say that every investor needs to do this, and, and I want to dive in on that because I want investors to hear this. Uh, but welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you. M most of my time is spent helping operate the Fourplex Investment Group, um, Fig for sure. That the investor side of it, I communicate with the investors. We bring new projects that the development team has has vetted to the market right and we've got a lot of people on on your show i would imagine that are general partners or limited partners and i do that stuff too i think it's great i love being an lp getting mailbox money and there's no doubt about it i think also another critical component of people's business is you should buy 10 fourplexes and it's a very, very specific piece of advice. But those that have heeded it, it's kind of the, the holy grail for investors because the type of debt you use to buy a fourplex is conventional debt, right? Might call it Fannie Mae debt is a loose way to refer to it. The same kind of debt you use to buy your home. And on a fourplex, you can put 25% down and now you have one loan. Fannie Mae will let you have up to 10 loans in your personal name. You can't have 11 or 12. You, even if you're Warren Buffett, you don't get 11 loans, only 10. And they're they're the best kind of asset because it's a true 30-year fixed rate mortgage. No one is checking your DSCR. You're not getting audited. If you make your payments, then you're good. You're golden. And you've got four tenants to help you make that payment. So you do that math, you spread that out, you get to 10 fourplexes, you've got 40 doors in your personal name. I think that that's absolutely fantastic in a market like right now where rates are insane, things are insane. It would be nice to spread your assets out over 40 different tenants and, and have that fixed rate debt. And you can crank it up a couple of notches from there, Whitney. You can say, well, now we're going to do it for my spouse if you're married, right? Can your spouse qualify, right? Let's go make sure they get paid. I did this recently where now I pay my spouse out of our company. It costs me some in taxes, but I need to be able to show the paper trail that she makes money and can qualify for loans because that's how Fannie Mae works. They're robotic like that. So now we can get to 10 loans for her. Now, as a couple, we've got 80 doors, which is true 30-year fixed rate debt. And 
even more fantastic than that. And this, of course, depends on your situation and your relationship. But so one scenario that I see that I, I think is great, and not everybody can do this, but if you have this available to you, I think you absolutely should do it. Talk to your talk to your CPA. Don't you don't have to believe me on this, but you've got a spouse that's maybe a, a high income earning W two spouse, an attorney, physician, software, something like that, and the other spouse is maybe working part time. So you have a situation here where the spouse that's not working full time could potentially become a real estate professional on your taxes, right? They they're going to be able to meet the minimum requirements because spouse A now has six, seven, eight, or ten fourplexes, right? Whatever your CPA guides you on there, you're real. They're a real estate professional. The, the other spouse is. They've now got income coming in from the properties, so now they can go qualify for ten more. And so now we unlock this potential of let's go build new fourplexes. We can trade out of these that we bought and let's do a cost segregation study and get bonus depreciation. So now you've got one spouse, real estate professional, converting losses from passive to active against the salary of the high W-2 income earner. And what do we do to the tax bill for that couple? We just completely obliterate it. It's fantastic. So you've got those 80 doors now with true fixed rate debt. You've destroyed your income tax liability. I think it's everybody should do it. It's it, you got to follow some specific steps, but I've helped a lot of people do that over the years. And uh, fourplex's efficiency for that kind of a thing, especially new build, is, is unmatched. Wow. So you're saying a new build versus say buying pre- existing fourplexes. Yeah, and I think that I, is they've gone down to eighty percent year one bonus depreciation. I think, but uh, typically on new builds, you get some extra cost segregation benefits that that you wouldn't on an existing build. Uh, and beyond that, you can get uh, on on most new builds, they qualify for a a forty five L study, which is um, energy efficiency. So typically, two thousand dollars a door, I believe, in tax credits that that you get on forty five L. And my guy, he's out of LA that does those, told me the other day that they've actually increased that. I, I Maybe you heard it here first, but I don't know the facts, but I think they've bumped that, that 45L tax credit up even further. And so you're usually going to need to be a newer build to get that, you know, new AC units and, and things like that. So there's uh, just play, play by the rule book here because they've got some great exemptions in there for you to save on your taxes. Incredible. I. I, I agree that it's something everybody should look into, right? I mean, uh, it's it sounds like a major benefit, but you're even saying, hey, even if you're, say, uh, uh, an LP and numerous deals and you just want to be mostly passive, but this is still something you should look to pursue. Yeah, you can do both of them, right? I, I'm in LP deals too. They're great. Like I said, I love that mailbox money. When you buy a new build fourplex, it's not exactly LP money. There's some involvement and you know you can have bad luck sometimes. I had bad luck on on a unit last month, big turnover costs, but you have a property management for a company for those things. But it, just as much underneath that asset, the other asset is the debt, the, the the low fixed rate debt. And if that's what I was saying on one of our earlier segments, if the deal works today and you're buying it with fixed rate debt, you're probably going to be even happier about it five years from now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that that's the advantage. And, you know, rates go down, use refi. I'm not saying they will, but you have that ability. So 
if rates go up, you're going to be glad you got that fourplex. How many uh, couples or you know in, in investors have you seen take advantage, say, of all 10 loans or maybe even their spouse uh, as well or other family members? How creative have you seen people get with that? Oh, I've, I've lost count on how many have done it because I know we're always on the line with our mortgage guys of so-and-so needs to close, but they're waiting to sell this one over here to free up one of their 10 slots mm-hmm. with Fannie Mae. So you know, people are just trying to get that efficiency. Like you might have a couple single family homes in your slot of 10, um, 10 loans in there. And that's okay. Gradually exchange into duplexes, into triplexes, into fourplexes, get, get more doors for that fixed rate debt. So people do all kinds of things and, and a good investor friendly mortgage, uh, mortgage rep is going to know about that. And if you don't have one, you can contact us. We'll refer you to ours. But, um, I, I think it's tremendous because you, you hear these stories in the news about the, the rates adjusting and, and you know expenses crushing people out of deals because now the bank's calling for for cash reserves you're below the 125 debt coverage that's off the table here yeah now it's incredible the type of debt right i <laughs> mean compared to what yeah. else we can get uh, today no doubt about it uh yeah it's it's a that is an interesting thought uh, you know, I, I can see a number of people wanting to say, oh, I don't want to be a landlord personally, right? Uh, but yeah, like you said, you can find a local management company that, that will take care of them for you, right? And, and uh, you know, do you see most people will hold long-term or they'll just, you know, and refi maybe the ones that they have or they do sell, you know, if they have fourplexes, uh, they're going to often do 1031s or, you know, what's been the long-term plan there for most of those people? I think it's just continually, and this is for any portfolio, just continually recalibrating as it makes sense. Sometimes you might look at an asset and it becomes a question of math, right? I owe $700,000 on this fourplex. My rate is X. It's worth $1.1 million. If I liquidate, what? how can I deploy those dollars? And what does that equate to? Is it a more efficient use? And I, yeah, I have seen people, and that's been a little easier, Whitney, I will say over the last, you know, six, seven years, did you buy real estate? Great. Wait a year. You made money. (laughs) We're not necessarily in that, in that market anymore right now. You've got to be a lot more picky about trading, but people have been able to use market appreciation to trade and, and to replicate, to play with house money, if you will. I've seen a lot of that happening. So it'll be interesting over the next few years when when arguably we don't have the wind at our back as much. I, I think you know the math is going to be a lot more involved. You're saving, you're putting socking away that cash flow. And uh can you can you get that efficiency? So people are always doing it. I think it's it's not as simple as, oh, I'm gonna buy 10 fourplexes. You got to work at that, right? Sure. Gradually accumulate it. All right, Steve. Now I love the the push there, right? And, and the insight that you have about it that most of us wouldn't we wouldn't dive into the thought enough to realize, hey, that it may be a really good avenue for us uh, or me and my spouse. Uh, and so I, I think just bringing that to light for the listeners and myself, it's made me even think <laughs> through that a little bit, you know, for myself, because yeah. uh, it's something I've steered away from, right? As we bought a lot of multifamily, hundreds of units at a time, like, well, there's no way I want to go back and buy, you know, a small multifamily, something that I've got to manage, but uh, but maybe it's something that I should consider. Uh, we're going to sh- shift gears just a little bit to a few final questions, Steve. Uh, what's your best source for meeting new investors at this time? I- I've gone to a lot of in-person events and those are fun, not necessarily as efficient as 
um, being online in forums, Twitter, or I think it's called X now, you can meet a lot of people online, a lot, and it's right at your fingertips all the time. So I think that's been the most useful for me. And podcasts too, you know, I hear people on podcasts that, um, so I, I reach out to, you'd be surprised how responsive they are because you get to hear them for a while and go, yeah, that person's, that's the kind of people I want to be around more. So, but um, online is extremely underrated. You know, people are online having conversations in Facebook groups right now as we're, we're recording this. So you can spend five grand for a ticket and fly somewhere. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. There are merits to that. But I mean, think what you could do in 30 minutes of networking a day online and the people you could meet. I think it's very wise. And I, I think I've, I'm, I have and am having to learn that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I, that it is a, a much more efficient use of time uh, and money uh, because you can network and meet so many people online. I love the in person events too. I love speaking at events, all those things. But man, it's costly, right? Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, spending the same amount of time or capital devoted, say, you know, you know, even four times, a, a, four days a week, right? you know, or you can do it more great. I, I think you're going to meet more people uh, and more investors. I think it's I think it's very wise. Uh, is there a way you manage that? Well, well, you just have to be make a conscious effort on it. You know, I've got four or five Facebook groups that I'm in. I get to go in there and ask questions and see opinions and see what other people are talking about. Um, I'm in a couple of groups on Twitter that do the same and it actually, we, we might have the, the reaction that this is going to make you not go to in-person events. It's going to make you want to go to more of them warning. Okay. Because you're going to meet some cool people. It is going to help you filter out which ones you should go, go to and which ones you shouldn't go to. So if anyone's trying to expand their network, start with 15 minutes a day, start making some tweets, get, get on some Facebook groups make comments, uh, offer free advice. There's a knee-jerk reaction to, I shouldn't offer free advice. We'll tell that to YouTube and Google. You know, it's free. So get out there, show your value, and and you, you cast that net and the right people start to come into your life. Steve, what's your best advice for passive investors right now? This is a time for patience and perspective. When we were talking in one of the earlier segments, People need a place to live at night. And with all the mayhem and, and noise in the market right now, that doesn't change. Um, I, I think patience and perspective. We've heard of this uh, real estate analyst, John Burns, consulting out of California. And I've seen him a number of times. And it, there's an interesting problem brewing on the horizon right now. And we're not looking at it as much because we're looking at what's in front of us with interest rates. But Builders are have slowed down a lot. There's the COVID crazy inventory that's hitting the market and then it's absorbing right now. But after that, what? What's happening after that? I mean, if it's hard to operate and get new deals out of the ground right now, what does that mean for two years or three years from now? I think we need to have patience and perspective. What are the uh, most important metrics that you track? It could be personally or, or professionally. I like to study absorption. How how quickly are units renting? What kind of concessions are out there? It tells you a lot about what's happening in the market. I like to watch population growth, right? That That is such a tailwind. We joke that on our Utah projects, Utah does so well. That's my home base. We do so well because we make all our own people, <laughs> right? It's the youngest state in the country, but 
we've also had this benefit of people moving in here like crazy from from the West Coast. And so one thing I'm mindful of is many of these markets that have benefited from population growth as people leave other states. At some point, we have to accept the fact that things can get expensive enough to where that magnet isn't as strong. Could things get to a point in Utah to where somebody who's in San Jose says, that's not that good of a deal. I'm just going to stay here, right? You can't assume that that's going to go forever. This too shall pass. Applies to everything. Except for that 30-year fixed rate debt. <laughs> well, what about some habits that you're disciplined about, Steve, uh, that have produced a higher return for you? Um, one that I've really been thinking about a lot lately, a little counterintuitive, is to stop working at 6 o'clock. I, I just stop. And it's hard because I've got a big to-do list of stuff. I could go till 1 a.m. if I wanted to. It's going to be there tomorrow. And if I take that time and I go out to dinner with my wife or hang out with the kids, take my boys golfing, that is a huge return on my time because I wake up the next day ready to get after it, feeling a lot more refreshed. That's a habit that I've really been focusing on lately. And it's it's not easy because that's my knee-jerk reaction is to work till what I am. But I think getting old, I'm in my 40s now. And so sometimes my body and mind doesn't give me a choice. I have to stop at six. I just don't have it anymore. So uh, there, there's that. <laughs> I can relate to everything you just said so much at the moment. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. your your diligence and, you know, having a time to cut it off. You know, I've heard uh, someone say recently, you know, you're going to die with a to-do list. You know, I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's going to, there's still always going to be things to do. However, you know, 10 years from now, you can't go back and take your kids golfing, right? That no. afternoon. You can't spend that time with them then that you can now or your spouse uh, or anyone else, right? For that matter. Uh, but yeah. there'll still be a to-do list. <laughs> they'll still be, yeah. you know? Uh, and so I, I love that advice. I, I couldn't agree more with uh, focusing on the what's most important. And and I I, I love the the time limit, the, 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 like the intentional, say 6 p.m. or whatever it is, uh, because they, I, f- I find personally when I do that or when I get home, like leaving the phone, the computer in the truck, you mm-hmm. know, so that way I, I'm just much more there, right? And much more present with the family and and much more willing to go do those things and not be so distracted. So appreciate that advice. W- w- uh, how do you like to give back? There are a couple of charities that I really that I really like. Um, we, we've donated in the past Operation Underground Railroad. It's one of my favorites. And I took my family last year. There's a charity called the Child's Hope Foundation. They they run orphanages in Mexico and in Latin America. So we took the kids down to Baja and made them work for three days. And, you know, you help them with little construction projects and clean up. And you get to play with those kids because they don't have the, the support system down there that that we do here. So orphanages are all privately run somehow government regulated but privately run so that that's something that we're passionate about um as well is is taking time to stop and and think and and give of your abundance to other people even when it hurts a little steve grateful for that as well uh, and your your passion around helping the orphanages there the children there and and, and even the human trafficking things like that which uh, just grateful uh, for your time and your give back to us through you know three segments here as well. You've shared so generously. Uh, again, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. 
Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I, I love coming on your show. It's uh, my kind of people. Uh, learn more, go to fig.us, figlikethefruit.us, and you can see me there. Send me questions and comments and whatever you want. That's, that's where I am. Easy to find. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.